Satyan, welcome to Around Startups Founders Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Atul. Satyan, number five, why? Like many founders after having one success just go retire, buy an island or get into that zone where they have retired. What is keeping you like again and again into entrepreneurship? Atul, it's a great question that I ask myself on a tough day. What's wrong with me? But on most days, I feel incredibly lucky that I have the opportunity to do this. Growing up in a middle class family with no resources, no factory to take over, uh, no business to take over, I found something which I love doing, which is solving problems with this element of simple design thinking with some technology at the core. Yeah, how many people get this chance in life to do what they love doing without effectively any restriction, with a chance at working with incredible people around you that you can select and having a shot at the pot of gold at the end, right? So it's a win-win-win. The hard days are the hard days. And there have been many, many lessons learned, many mistakes made, a few wins, uh, but in general, amazing people to work with, uh, to chase a dream with. So uh, tell me more about uh, yourself. How has your life changed after Citrus Pay? Uh, for our uh, listeners who don't know, uh, Satyan's last stint was as a founder at Citrus Pay and his current stint is Cube Wealth, about which he will talk in detail. Sure. So Citrus was my fourth company. I just moved back from the U.S. I'd seen PayPal from the early days in the U.S. and I said we need to start something like this here. Uh, I recruited a co-investor. I put in my own money. The investor put in the same amount of money. Then we recruited the first member of the team to run it as at the operational side. And, you know, we got lucky and it was well planned. Uh, the six, uh, It marched up. 2016 was a good sale, $130 million. Um, I was financially okay even before that. So I would not say my life changed dramatically. I mean, there's... More money means there's a little bit more peace of mind, of course, except right now when the stock market's crashing, where how much ever money you have, you worry about it. Um, unless you use Cube, by the way. I'm a good sales guy, always pitch Cube. <laughs> um, so what changed after the sale of Citrus? Two, three things, I would say. One, the idea of Cube Wealth was born because I was given access to really high quality fund managers, asset managers who were not accessible to me before that before I was in the ultra HNI category. So that gave the idea for Cubewell saying, can we build a software product that mimics the best of high quality advice, but with simplicity automation for what we call the busy professional. Number one, that was the big outcome. Number two, yeah, uh, I still stay in the same house. I still drive the same cars. Uh, if anything, it's, it's made me feel less bad that I'm lazy about booking my flights till the last minute. I'm like, it's okay now, you can afford it. Don't <laughs> kick yourself so much that you didn't plan this one week before. So, that's, I think, the big indulgence, of course. Uh, and I love traveling, I love driving. So, it helps to let me indulge in those simple habits a little freely. Or nothing else. And the same office for Cube that I started before we sold Citrus, I... I wear my simple, as my friends joke, $5 t-shirts to work. I have my passions and indulgences. I love driving cars. I love good food. But all kuch nahi, yeah. life is same and awesome. 
Who else is in your family? How are you keeping up work-life balance? So I'm a single dad. Uh, I'm a very proud single dad of a lovely teenager. Uh, she keeps me honest. She keeps me woke. I always joke about it. Uh, she makes sure I'm very politically okay, correct. Makes me understand subtleties around different global issues, which I love because I was very much a right-wing engineering thinker, saying solve the damn thing and move on. So she gives me nuance. And I have parents, yeah. Parents also, as I said, grew up. We all grew up very middle class. So one of the happy things. Oh, I forgot to say this. When citrus was sold, I gave them a small gift, small in terms of how much they've done for me, of cash, with the only stipulation saying you will not save it because your middle class parents, your first inclination is to invest and save. You will spend this on traveling in the world and buying things without thinking about money. Same, same to same. My dad was here last <laughs> week and he was saying the same. Same was with mom. Paise udata hai. Kya kar rahe tu? They have worked so hard, Atul, for us. For yeah, them, yeah. It's alien at that age to change behavior. Yeah. So slow nudging is needed, saying it's okay. Take that flight. It's okay. Buy, book that hotel room. Don't worry about the small difference of two, three thousand in cost. Yeah. Could totally relate to it. So Satyan, tell me more about uh, Cube Wealth. What are you planning to do, or or do you also think as an Indian youth of our age? Uh, we are not so financially literate or no no not financially very smart with our money yeah. so look here's the blunt fact we are all being cheated out of our money okay this is the simple fact of the matter who's cheating you either people who are telling you to invest because they make commissions whether that's a bank rm who has a quota or your neighborhood mutual fund uncle who says it's like we're selling LIC insurance ye bhi le liya which now good uh, there might be honest people who still mislead you because they don't have the depth of knowledge and you're also being cheated by yourself because you were not trained or you have inertia so you leave your money lying around without making it work for you either way you're being cheated and that's crazy to me because there are very simple rules that are published across the world by the greats on how to properly invest that most of us don't either read i'm talking about the warren buffets of the world the charlie mungers of the world we don't read it or if we read it we don't follow it so what we've done at cube is we brought all of this together and said yeah if you are a middle class working professional who's honest who doesn't have time because you have your work to do your family who might be lazy because the last thing they want to do is look at the investment portfolio across multiple spreadsheets and statements and say kya karu can we solve this problem for you by just doing two three basic things one simplicity of tracking your portfolio in one place two giving you access to amazing quality advisors who give great quality assets so advisors who are great meaning they have done this for 10 plus years they've beaten the market by track record just because you've been doing it for 10 years means nothing have you beaten the market and third thing giving users a guideline education without being preachy i'll give you an example of the third one right most people don't save money for 3 to 6 months of emergency right thinking it's for emergency bank mein raha it's not for emergency because it's just sitting there because you were lazy you have to earmark a certain amount and say this is for emergency in case there's a job change 
there's anybody who needs it in emergency. You start with that, you need to put that into a high instrument like a liquid fund. After that, most people either don't buy insurance or buy the wrong insurance. You need term life insurance, you need health coverage, which is the maximum possible because if you have a serious illness, you're really screwed. After that comes to next three years, saving, which should not go even in a mutual fund. But most people will stick it in a mutual fund saying, I've started investing. No, that has to go into debt products where capital is protected. Next year, if you want to go to business school, you do not want the fees that you are supposed to pay to be hit by the stock market. That's crazy. That changes your whole career. Right? So you next three years, we guide you what kind of products to put in. Three to five years, put it in mutual funds depending on your risk. After five years, again, the mistake is don't put it in mutual funds. Why? Because more than five years when you have on your side for needing that much money, you can play a more concentrated play in the market with the right guidance of advisors to create incredible wealth. So you now see the flaw, right? Everybody is thinking investing equals mutual funds. They are only addressing one out of the five buckets, as we call it, for one particular time frame. They are missing out on the other four. So this is the guidance we do, which means a lot of our customers will immediately come and say, I want mutual funds or equity. We are like, but hold on, you have the other stuff first. And and they're like, nobody told us. So we love what we do, man. As for the listeners of Tagas podcast, I would request you guys to go ahead and create an account in Cubewell. Thank you. And I really mean it because as, as Atul said, it's a work of love. I really think people are being cheated. I, I could be on an island, I could be driving a Ferrari somewhere. I, I do do that once in a while, but <laughs> I I love this also because I think we have a chance to change the world a lot. Uh, Satin, coming to the India's uh, entrepreneurship uh, ecosystem, uh, what do you think about this whole hustling culture in our startup? Uh, yeah. you clearly done your research on my thoughts on this, so you're asking the provocative question. <laughs> Yeah, this Jugaad thing was working very well for us till it wasn't. Right? If Jugaad means taking shortcuts in in how you handle customers' requirements, the customer trust they've, that they've given you, if you screw over your team members because you're playing politics to get ahead, if Jugaad means you're doing unethical stuff, then I think we as a com- country have to grow up from that stage and say, don't, don't cheat people to do what you have to do. Do it the right way, of course. A good jugaad where you simplify a problem statement because maybe it doesn't need to scale, maybe it's urgently needed, is very different. So there should be, I think, good jugaad and bad jugaad. And good hustle and bad hustle that need to enter the vocabulary with some nuance. Uh, I've seen stories firsthand of people trying to cheat their own investors. And it's terrible, man. These are the people who have backed you, right? Why would you cheat them? Um... You know, trying to play politics with their own teammates. You know, a startup is such a low probability success situation that it's you as a small team, whether the team is two people or 2,000 people, it's a small team against the world and the world saying, ye to right? So how can you fight amongst yourselves? How can you be political within? I think those are the key things we all have to learn saying, yeah, there's a there's a better way to play this game. It's like you have to be radically optimist and radical believer of your team. 
Absolutely. And, and I think you should demand it from your team also and be willing to call it. And I think everybody in the ecosystem has to follow it. So if a senior member of the team is exhibiting that behavior, the CEO needs to play a role. If amongst the founders there's that kind of unethical issues, investors who are on the board should play that role without backing off saying, oh, my portfolio company be affected. I think, you know, ethics is a choice. It's not a forced action. I think if we, if we make that choice, which way we want to go, a lot of things become clearer. What other virtues you would like to see in a founder to have a successful startup? Uh, I'll share the three I framework we have at Cube, right? Sure. I think that reflects. So one, number one of the I's is integrity, what I just said. Yeah. Ethics, integrity, honesty, it matters a lot to us. I'm telling you, it's four years for Cube. I love coming into work every day. This was not always true of my other startups. Why? Because I know however much we might be struggling on a given day, the team here knows that it's all about being having integrity to our customers, to each other. And it's superb, man. It just drops off so many situations that you might have to consider otherwise. That's not even an option because it's not the right thing to do. Right? So it's superb. Number two, I think, is intelligence. Intelligence because you are, again, with very limited resources and time and money, you're going to outsmart either a current way of doing things or some large competitor. Uh, and third is intensity. Right? So intensity is very tricky because a lot of people expect founders to go at it 18-20 hours a day. I think intensity, you have to approach the way an athlete plans for intensity. There is the build-up strength building period. There is the rest period. There is the main game, tournament period where you play in a different way. It's a long haul, so you need to have intensity to win. But intensity should also be thought about very clearly. I would say all founders, look at these three and, uh, you know, just make sure you're in it for the right reasons because it's going to be a struggle. However much you might look at your heroes like Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs and, you know, whoever, they've struggled a lot even during success. Uh, I've been told and I've been reading like most founders are also good readers, successful founders and and. They also like being in their own solitude, like their own corner, like where they're like in their own zone. Dunya se yeah. nahi hai kind. What is your opinion on this? So I thought about how the world needed a new app. The okay. new app on your phone should be tracking whatever you are reading on your phone or your devices, whatever's medium it's on. I'll tell you what I mean. I spend the first two hours of my day at home with a cup of coffee, reading, thinking, sending messages on Slack. My problem is it's not always a book that I'm reading. Mm -hmm. It could be articles on Medium. I could be reading somebody's Twitter thread stream about how growth should be handled. None of this is being tracked as my reading, right? I feel I'm on social media. I'll get an alert from my phone saying too much time on Twitter. Right? I'm like, but dude, I'm, I'm working. What is too much time versus the fluff? Um, I think we as founders are reading and consuming so much information from so many directions. And you don't have a choice. You have to, right? Uh, so I think we are pretty set in the reading part, in the general day-to-day meeting. I think it's the exponential learnings that can come from reading certain types of books that are very helpful. And 
uh, every time I picked up a good book, I've come come away with something that we typically implement at Cube. It's crazy. What are the so what are the last three such books you have read? Um, so there's one by April Dunford, which I really like. I forget the name, but she's only written one. It's about the proper way to position your startup. Uh, that's an excellent, excellent book. I'm currently reading a book by Anthony Bourdain because that's nothing to do with startup life, but it's about the love for food and travel and storytelling. And I think there's the love for storytelling and having passion is part of every startup founder's DNA anyway. So I feed off that to realize, man, this guy was so motivated. How do I keep my energy levels up and, and relish this? Uh, what was the other books I read? I read a couple online uh, as in on, on my Kindle. Oh, I was reading a book called Lifespan, which is uh, written by a Harvard medical professor. I haven't finished it because it's super hard to read. So each page takes me time because I don't know a lot of the biological terms. It talks about how we potentially will live forever and live a very vital life at a very scientific level. He's done the research for 30 years and now he's published the book. Amazing. To our listeners, I'm going to add all the book list with the title in the, in the podcast link. Absolutely. Uh, Satin, you are also an angel now. So what prompted you to also become an angel apart from being a full-time entrepreneur? It's my community, man. It's my tribe. It's, it's people who are dreamers, who are wanting to build something. Uh, so it's, it's the easiest thing for me to associate and invest. In fact, interact more with my angel investee founders and sometimes not even people I've invested in, but who might reach out. Um, because, I mean, it's, it's what I do, what I love, and they are going through it at different stages. But I always joke and tell everybody who gives gyan to these as angel investors saying, First month or two, you might have an advantage of knowledge over these founders. The amount of learning they're doing, you don't know anything about their business. So leave them alone. Don't give them guidance in a boardroom and strategy. Sometimes they come for bouncing of things. I'm happy, but otherwise, write the check, help them negotiate their term sheets with other investors. So I don't make friends with other investors if I'm the angel because I'll watch out for the founder always. Um, and then, yeah, I've got... Cut down a little bit on my direct personal investing because now I invest via Stanford Angels and Entrepreneurs because they have a team of volunteers who help out in doing more due diligence analysis. Uh, running Cube is pretty much my full-time thing. I'm a LP in a bunch of global VC firms. Uh, so I've effectively outsourced something I don't have time to to other experts. Awesome. Uh, thanks for your time, Satin. It was great talking to you. Same here, Atul, and best of luck with Tag Hash. Thanks. Thank you. Cheers.